Hello, and welcome to the Language of Mindfulness podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to have more great conversations in your life. You want to connect, you want to speak authentically, and you want to listen deeply. This is how to do it, and it's the real deal. So why should you listen to the Language of Mindfulness? Because in every episode, I'm going to give you tips and guidance I've learned in my pretty extensive career of coaching and practice from the best and brightest in the field of interpersonal communications, public speaking, meditation, group leadership, and somatic psychology. And we're going to have interviews with some amazing people about their groundbreaking work. It's my goal to give actionable and uncommon tips and advice in every episode that you can implement right away. So subscribe or follow now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you don't listen, you're going to miss some great stuff that you just won't hear anywhere else. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and welcome to the Language of Mindfulness. Hi, this is Brett, and I wanted to say a few words about something that's been on my mind this morning, which is conscious communication. And in particular, there's a way that I've learned to listen to people that's been really, really helpful. I can't even begin to tell you how how much it has improved my ability to be able to solve relationship issues that are kind of surfacing, even in, particularly in business contexts and, in, in, of course, in personal relationships. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, one of the places I was working, um, this guy had a real a problem with the way that I was dealing with the customer. I was responsible for this account and I was creating some content for these people. And um, in, in my mind, I was, in fact, it's, I was in, in responsible for the workflow and the tasks that we were going to do and making sure that the customer was happy with the, the outcome. And this other guy um, was the technical specialist. Now, in my world, because of my past, I'm used to being a technical specialist. And so it was a little bit of a flip for me to not be that person. So nonetheless, I know some things about it. So I'm I'm coming in and I'm helping to organize what this particular sequence could be. They were talking about building a demo. Um, and I wanted to make sure that the demo landed square on with the messaging and was powerful and uh, impactful. Uh, and so I got in and started to help the customer design what we were designing it and talking about this. Then I handed it off to the technical guy and he was really unhappy because I had um, done kind of the framing in of the technical side more so than he would have liked. He would have liked to have been included in that conversation. And, and I can understand that um, in this particular situation I was had a really good rapport with the customer and um, so it was just on just rolling right and I and I did actually think about it at the time I'm going well you know I'm wondering if I should bring this guy in so he just went off though he went ballistic on I was like undermining the relationship with the customer and and you know sabotaging the project and just you know really over the top so they brought in some of the other um, managers to kind of help calm this guy down. And finally, I just got into a room with a guy and I and I just I said, you know, had him tell me what was going on. You know, I had choices in that conversation. Right. So in that conversation, I can defend myself. I can say, you know, oh, I'm you know, I did it because of these things. Like I have already said, it's like, well, this, here's the why. Of course, there's a why. And in my view, it 
but it was rational and reasonable and the customer was happy, so what's the problem, right? Well, the problem is it's not just, that's not the only outcome that needs to happen. There's a team at play and I have to account for that as well. And so I let, so that this guy, he talked. And so I suppressed my urge to kind of like, well, you told people I was undermining the team and kind of like, that's really harsh language, which is true. And that's like crazy. I never get that kind of feedback in the work that I do with people uh, technically or otherwise. And so I know that this is, I won't say a one-off, but out, out of bounds, you know, like on a survey when you get that one thing that's like, I hated this product and it was terrible. Or, you know, everybody hates the product and there's one. I love this product. It's like the one data point that's kind of out of bounds. And so because of that, I'm curious about what's going on. And so I'm listening to this guy. And I understand by listening to him that what he's really wanting is to be acknowledged for his technical capability and what he can bring to the table. And it, it became clear from what he'd said in, in sort of a, non-verbal way and also some of the ways that some of the references he said to some of his other projects that he'd been a little um, I don't want to say slighted but I would say underappreciated and he was just looking for that so what I did is I said look you know I've seen your work I'm a fan and it's true I, the guy was pretty good and I said I just want you to know I'm a fan you know I really appreciate the work that you do and I'm and I'm trying to connect with him off authentically in a way that's going to help him understand that I'm on his side and um, we're not at opposition here. And so when he began to hear me kind of be in support, he began to, water temperature started to, to drop. And, um, and then it got down to, well, what I would, you know, to the real logistics of, of it or the real core of it is that I should have invited him to that conversation. And so all I had to say was, you know, you're right. I should have invited you to that conversation. And now that we can agree on that and I will, you know, bring you in, let's look at where we're at and how we can make, move this along without all the kerfluffle around it. And so the point I wanted to make in this is this is an example of listening to what the guy needed in context, and so that's going to be the underlining theme here, the context of your communication and learning to listen to people in their context. And that means stepping back, taking a breath, not laying over what's going on for you, which is legitimate and needs to come into play. So you just take that whole conversation about what is happening with you and you push pause on that. You go, okay, we're going to come back to that. We're going to see what needs to be said later. Maybe I don't even need to defend myself. Maybe I don't even need to explain it after we've done this other work. Listening to what's kind of not being said, like what's, why is this guy so blown up? Because this particular situation didn't merit the giant. So there's something else going on here. And I'm listening for that. And it, it's you can't really go into it. In a, if I was a coach or a counselor or a therapist, I might want to get underneath that a little bit more and find out like, well, it seems to me like you're blowing this out of proportion, but I'm not going to speak those words, even though that's kind of what I'm thinking. Instead, I'm going to look for the underlying motivator, the energy, what's providing the fuel, what's providing the energy for all of that reactivity and see if I can address 
uh, that so I can take some of the combustion out of it. Uh, and then once the temperature settles, now we can deal with the actual logistics and details of what needs to happen in a way that can be effective. Because if you don't, then what you might actually do the same things, but it's not going to work because you haven't solved the problem. You haven't got uh, everybody on the same page, on the same team, everybody aligned. Yes, we're okay. We're good to go. Um, and until you get that, it's it's going to be a problem. And he's going to keep looking for, uh, because of the way we work with confirmation bias, right? It's going to be like, um, keep looking for how is Brett continuing to not uh, be a team player and amplify that because that would then justify his experience. So it's really important to listen to people in context of their their life, their work, their role. Maybe it's not even about work. Maybe uh, in, in other examples, there, it could be something that's going on in their life. They're unhappy. They have stuff going on and it's impacting how they're interacting with you and your customers and your team and their partners. Um, and so consequently, you have to be willing to look past the immediate words that are spoken and dial it back and kind of take a director's view like if you were directing a scene like oh here's the actors and in the play in the scene here's the lighting and kind of get a bigger picture and that also helps you remove yourself out of you see yourself as an actor in the scene um and and what role are you playing right and so you get to script yourself if you if you are conscious about it and that's where you get to be conscious communications in all of this i'm advocating in the context of authenticity. You know, I'm doing these things in a way I, I want a particular outcome. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to work together. I want my relationship with this guy to be good and healthy. And, and, and I, you know, I am, I did like the guy's work. He was good at his job and I want to be supportive of that. Um, so all of that comes into play in a way where you can be intentional, you can be conscious, you can communicate well, by learning to appreciate and look for the bigger context in your communications with people, particularly in listening. Take a moment, take a breath, and look at the person you're, or people you're talking to with um, and imagine what's their life like? What's going on for them? What, what, how do they like their job? What, did they get, just get a promotion? Have they been here for 15 years? Have, are they excited? Are they depressed? And Communicating with people, factoring in all of that is going to be a much, have much better outcomes for you both personally and professionally. And that is the power of conscious communications and, and all of that is under the umbrella of the language of mindfulness. So I hope this has been useful. So think about that and take a breath, pause, relax, and listen for the context and talk to people in the bigger picture of their lives and you'll find that you'll uh, it will change what you say and for the better and it'll change the way you interact it'll help you connect more authentically find opportunities to be in relationship and rapport that you just didn't have before and also like i just gave this this example help to um, decelerate situations that are blowing up and to unburdened situations that are overstressed. Um, so that's it. Listen 
and speak to the context. Thanks now. Bye. So that's a wrap on today's edition of the Language of Mindfulness podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If so, please leave us a review on iTunes and follow along on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We'd really appreciate it. And check us out at languageofmindfulness.com where you can sign up for a free coaching session or download our PDF on eight ways to be more mindful in a virtual meeting at languageofmindfulness.com slash eight, number eight ways. Thanks a ton, and we're looking forward to a lot of great new content coming up as well. Have a great one, and stay present. Thanks.